Sit right down and I'll show you where my dreams began. I'm Michael Dugan, your culinary host, guiding you through the chef's journey. Join me at the chef's table where you'll experience stories, secret sauces, signature dishes, and kitchen disasters. Welcome back. In part two, we will learn about how Chef Gunawan's unexpected success in competitions led to an amazing career as both a head chef and a pastry chef, and then on to new roles as competition judge, masterclass instructor, and brand ambassador. We'll also talk about some of his favorite chefs and signature creations. Let's reconnect now with Chef Gunawan. Let's move forward a little bit further to 2016 mm-hmm. because I'm so curious yeah. about the Savoir Hall of Fame Award. So um, it's a Patissier of the Year, 2016 in Sydney. So I'm competing against uh, 30 other Patissier from around the world. But during that time, it's because it's uh, the first one and very new. So mostly the competi- uh, competitors are from Australia. Okay. Sydney, Melbourne, from all these big uh, establishment in Sydney and Melbourne. And I'm the only one from South Australia, which is Adelaide. I'm competing in that uh, competition with all the Patissier to fight for Patissier of the Year 2016. I made a terrarium tart. So my idea was a garden inside a glass dome, which is like called terrarium tart. But it's all edible because... The glass dome is actually made of sugar. Oh, the dome itself is made of sugar? Correct. Oh my gosh. Wow. And you need to crack through it to eat the whole thing. So it's you know another experience. When okay. you see it, it's like, wow. But then what? I need to smash through it to eat? You know, that's another giving you another experience after. And then I made polenta eclair. Polenta eclair, basically inside the eclair, I put some polenta as well. So it gives some grainy bits when you bite through. And I improvised my Tomia macarons into the next level. So I made Tomia macaron again. Uh, but this time I actually made Tomia uh, ganache with lime jelly and also popping candy. What is popping candy? This popping candy is uh, when it's touch uh, moisture, basically, when you put it in your mouth, okay. it just pop in your mouth. I'm not sure how do you call it in America, but in Australia, we call it popping candy. Mm, interesting. We hop rocks, but it's from a long time. Yes, that's, that I guess it? that's the pop rocks. Yes, okay. yes. When the um, judge is eating it, right? Oh, I'm in Thailand. And then suddenly the popping candy start popping. You feel like you're somewhere else. Oh, I don't know where am I. And then suddenly it came back to Thailand again. So it's just giving different experience. The awards I get uh, is People Choice Award for the Terrarium Tarts. So the Tarts category. So I won the best Tarts category for People Choice Award. And you competed with all these chefs. Monterey. You know, I, I don't even look at my competitors. How I stay positive is because I just want to do it. I want to prove I want to show the world what right. I can do and what I'm doing because everyone else doing, you know, salted caramel macaroon or something like that. But I want to show the world this is who I am. 
That's really tremendous, and congratulations. Did anything happen after that? It changed. Um, I get a lot of uh, different job offer. Okay. From Sydney, from Melbourne, but you know, I still want to stay in Adelaide. So I stay in Adelaide and work through. I got an offer in fine dining restaurant as a chef de party. After I get the whole pastry section, um, I need to change the whole menu in oh two weeks, basically. I just get into the job and I have to change the whole dessert menu in two weeks. <laughs> in two weeks. And what was the name yes. of the restaurant? Uh, Hill of Grace. I made it. We changed it. Most of the customer loved it. Every board director love the dessert proposal and they say can you do it next year uh, next week so the first week when i came in i straight away changed all the menu and then on the friday before the weekend board director came and try to dessert and they say i want this on the menu next week i was like no i can't because when i do trial i only do you know like maybe 10 i'm not sure if you like it right so i just do in a small amount small batches and they're like can can we put this on the next uh opening day next week on tuesday i was like no i need one more week <laughs> felt like well uh, I'm, I'm happy that they actually approve and they want it straight away i'm flattered but i don't have the time right <laughs> can't right. do it yes you have to be creative very quickly yes yeah. so then that change i work in different hotel and then keep moving on. The first thing, so I've learned cooking and I've learned pastry. Um, I'm not being biased, but I yeah. felt like by having the basic in pastry, it helps because pastry is very straight as in like two grams has to be two grams. Yep. Five grams has to be five grams. Where cooking, if you not have enough salt, you can always add the salt after. Cook them enough, you can still cook it longer you know what i mean cake if you forgot your sugar you can't add more sugar after if you pull it out too early you can't just put it back after it get cold you know it's just doesn't work that way where uh, so it's if you say 30 minutes you're gonna go for 30 minutes but with cooking uh, i mean with pastry is different so when i Mm. go into savory stuff it's just i think a fast track you learn quicker because you have that discipline in pastry I'm, I'm just being biased. I guess everyone, it's different. That makes sense. And the precision. I think you Correct. have more precision in baking, but still, if you have the precision, you can apply it into cooking. Correct. That's tremendous. Yeah. Why I'm talking about savory, even though, you know, I'm, I just love doing pastry. This is what I want to share with the um, um, audience. It's when I was a sous chef pastry in a hotel, I was being controlled a lot by the executive chef. You know, being in some hotel, they like to purchase or buy products from outside because um, it's a smaller uh, area, working area, or we don't have enough staff, or for some reason, it's cheaper to buy products from outside. Just doesn't help my passion. I love to create new things. The chef always deny my proposal. I said, you know, instead of putting the tiramisu on the glass, I can show you three different way of doing the tiramisu. You know, you can do plated tiramisu, you can do a set tiramisu, or you can do different things, right? Right. But she straight away said no, and that's when I realized that I don't want to waste my time. I want to keep creating. I resigned, and I'm thinking, how am I going to have a power to do my own dessert? Mm-hmm. I landed a job in second and six as a head chef doing savory. Okay. I sell the savory. I do, I cook the steak. I do, um, you know, 
carpaccio and pasta and do a lot of different things. And then I train my staff. I train my staff and then they're able to run the savory section. And then I move on to pastry where I change my dessert every week. Oh my God. Every single week, I change new dessert. That's why you can see how I accumulate many contents on my Instagram, different dessert. It's because I challenge myself. I change the dessert every week. That's the highlight of my career when I was in second and sixth. I serve the dessert myself to the customer, giving them experience. So it's great because it goes back to your past when you explained to us how passionate you were about being in the house. And also think about this. The customer felt special. They felt like a VIP because the chef personally come to them. What happened? The next week, I see the same face bringing different friends because, you know, they want to impress their friends. You know what? The next week, I see their friends bringing more friends coming in. (laughs) And it's like a snowball. From one person become four person, four person become 16. 16 become more. They always do it on Instagram. From the Instagram, there is more rich people coming in. Okay. Wow. But again, with Instagram, sometimes they want the same thing, right? Hey, I saw this last week. I was like, sorry, we have new menu now. (laughs) And what did you do after second and sixth? Well, after second and sixth, pandemic hit. Oh, yeah. So it changed a lot. While I was in still in second and sixth, I actually already go around different country to do master classes. And I'm a brand ambassador for Nestle Professional as well, chocolate uh, ambassador. When I'm not working, I will do stuff for Nestle, like doing master classes or doing recipes for them. Um, and then sometimes I was invited for a festival in jakarta so i came to judge the competition uh, or doing cooking classes so uh, i really love the time before pandemic because mm-hmm. i get paid for traveling you know right. uh, i was involved in australian culinary federation as well and i'm a accredited chef judge so i can judge cooking competition in adelaide south australia what do you like so much about being a judge First, I guess you are inspired by all the competitor, uh, competitors' uh, products. You learn different things. And that's what I love about judging, you know, getting to see them. Uh, not about judging how bad it is or whatever, but it's about getting more knowledge, get, gain more skills. You see, oh, this is different skills because, look, I'm not a god. I'm not a really, really amazing chef. I accumulate my experience by learning from different people as well because I don't live 100 years to gain all this experience, right? I need to see different technique, different flavor combination from different people. Which do you enjoy more, competing or judging? I guess competing because judging, you sort of like being judged by other judges well, the marks and things. But if you actually have different marks, Everyone will ask you if you uh, offer 10% or below 10% from everyone else, then people Mm -hmm. will question you. Why? And you sort of like, oh, it's because this is what I see. This person doing cross-contamination, that's why I cut the mark. That's why it's different. They agree. They will follow my uh, marks as well. But sometimes there is a pressure in it. I see. Because palette, everyone has different palettes as well. How do you judge? (laughs) That's got to be challenging. You're right. Your tastes are very different. Like something more sweet or more savory. And so when you're judging, you're probably... Exactly. I can see that. I can definitely see that. You judge on technique too, I'm sure. What are you doing now? What's going on with you now? 
I'm at the moment I'm a consultant. So I do create menu for a restaurant, train the staff, and then I leave. And also at the moment I'm traveling in Indonesia. So in Indonesia, I'm most probably going to do classes all around. But at okay. the moment, you know, I'm just take a, a little break. You know, we're in 2016, 2018, 2020, pandemic hit and changed things. But right now, I think you're teaching, right? Yes, correct, correct. 2020, I was uh, I was running an Italian restaurant uh, okay. as a head chef, but with pandemic, it's up and down, up and down, you know. Right. Um, in a matter of time, there is seven cases and uh, my state just locked down for seven days. Oh. And then we go back to zero again. So it's sort of like very tiring in the hospitality industry because mm-hmm. sometimes it, they just allow 10 customers in the restaurant. How are you going to make money? You know what I mean? But again, I understand it's the protocol that after everything going well, I'm thinking like I want to get out from the hospitality industry because I want to share. I want to share my skills, my knowledge, what I know. Um, I found there is a school looking for chef who teach. During that time, I found Scoff Cooking School because they, they're asking for help because a chef sick need to go to uh, surgery or something. It's a school holiday. It's fully booked class and they're just asking for a chef to help. It's like, hey, um, I'm offering myself because I've been doing teaching professionally, teaching, you know, uh, college and also teaching chefs on dessert. And I think, you know, uh, it will be the same. But honestly, I never teach kids before. That's what I oh said to gosh. the owner. And we had some interview and she was like, all right, let's try. So I get in and I do, I was like, wow, this is different. Teaching kids six years and above, a different experience, I would say. <laughs> what What do you like about teaching kids? Uh, what I like about kids, I, I mean, first they are very cute, right? Yeah. And when they cooking... I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> when, when they cook, I guess when they finish the product, they're really, really satisfied or they're very proud about what they do. They always bring to their parents like, mom, look what I do. And when they eat it, it was like, oh my God, this is the most delicious things I ever made. Uh Um, And that's, that's the motivation that I get. Like, wow, either I'm a great teacher or they are just a great students, but I really love such young age. They learn how to cook. This is what we need, you know, um, because I never been in kitchen before. When I go college, living on my own, I don't even know how to turn on stove. These yeah. kids know how to cook now, which is great. I don't want people to have my experience. I want them to have basic skills in life. Yeah, when I see them happy, it's just a, a new satisfaction for me because kids are very pure. If they don't like it, they don't like it. You know that you're doing a bad mm-hmm. job. also i think you probably really have a lot of fun and i think that they they probably do things that (laughs) that you wouldn't expect i think that can be a different kind of challenge but i think that also has some really special gifts so we're going to move on to the final part and i call it let's get cooking and it's not a test i promise Mm -hmm. but first (laughs) of all are there any chefs now that you follow with this um, social media things, it just helps to get inspired easier. You know, like before uh, you, you're traveling, you try the restaurant yourself. Now with Instagram or Pinterest, you get to see people's work from pictures, 
from video. It it helps. Then as a culinary student, I always being a big fan of Gordon Ramsay. I'm not saying that I a big fan because he swear a lot. No, yeah, but yeah. when he hosts a TV show, he has that charisma. Right. The way he talks, it brings your attention. And that's what I need being a teacher or being yes. a mentor. Yes. I need people to having his charisma. You, you can share your knowledge and skills very easily because people pay attention on you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I love about him. And that's what, you know, I'm trying to learn having that charisma as well. Any other chefs you can think of? Well, I would say uh, Simon Bryan in Australia. Um, he is very humble. He always giving knowledge. Not just me, but every student or every young chef in the industry, he will tell you about a lot of different things in cooking. And that's what inspired me a lot. You know, I want to be that kind of person for the young generation or those people who learn to be chefs. I want to give that to them too. That's why I really enjoy teaching. Oh, that's great. Now, you've traveled a little bit. You've been in Indonesia, Australia, probably a few other places in the world. Mm -hmm. Is there any special place in the world that you would go back to? Receive $10 off your next purchase with Voices for Chefs 10. You don't know what to make for dinner again? You want to explore new cuisines, but you don't have time? What if you have new inspirations and we provide you with ingredients and recipes? We know you want to travel, learn new foods, explore the world, but life's responsibilities keep getting in your way. What if you can bring those experiences to your home neatly packed into a box? Lady Boot Collective is a subscription service that finds real people from around the world to create beautifully curated assortments of recipes, ingredients, and cultural content. Not only do we include cultural ingredients, but also a set of detailed recipe cards with instructions on how to use them. Each box also has a QR code that when scanned takes you to tons more global exploration to immerse yourself in. Everything from film to lifestyle, art to history, it all can be found here. Live your life to the fullest. Subscribe now and don't miss out on the next cultural adventure. Lady Boot Collective. Always exploring. Well, I would say France. Um, I went to France. In France, I just went to Paris and uh, Toulouse. But I would want to explore different area. I came as a culinary student. I want to come back as a chef, see things differently. As a culinary student, when you eat something, you see different things. When you being a chef, you actually looking at different things as well. I want to compare that. I want to go back and experience different things. Even though you go to the same restaurant, I want to experience different things. What restaurant would you go to? What restaurants? Um, but I want to go to the patisserie, you know, being a pastry chef. Uh, okay. I want to go to Pierre-Hem, La Durée, all this uh, patisserie in uh, France. So you know where you want to go. Yes. That's That's really great. No, I just say because I I need to learn or I need to experience those firsthand, not just looking or not just heard about them. I want to go there and experience. I mean, like macarons. I love making macarons, but I want to see French French macaron, the real French macaron. You know what I mean? Uh, what would you say are your signature dishes? They can be sweet or savory. I always change. So it's really hard <laughs> for me to say. Um, but to me, I would say my forbidden tree 
if you see, uh, it's uh, one of the, it's actually featured in Le Cordon Le Cookbook as well. It's a pot and then there is a tree and a fairy floss on top, a cotton candy. Have you seen that on my Instagram? I'm looking at your Instagram right now, but um, I think I have seen it. Pink color um, cotton candy. Many people know me for me growing macaroon. Yes. So it's an instant noodle macaroon. Okay. A ramen. So the shell actually made out of the noodle itself. And the filling is actually all the flavoring from the noodle. So when you bite through, you feel like you're eating that noodles. <laughs> but it's macaroon. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's another one. Any others? I think the highlights, something different that I made was the soy sauce ice cream. Uh, two minutes noodle inspired dessert. So I made sriracha custard as a base. So it's uh, sweet but spicy. Sriracha custard. Yes. Sriracha custard. Wow. Okay. And then sesame cookies. And then a lime noodle. So it's a starch noodle. And I put lime in it and a bit of sugar. And then I put a, a soy sauce ice cream and a meringue with uh, instant noodle uh, crunch on it. Oh, my gosh. So when you eat true, there is a big balance in there. Like, you know, there is a tartness from the lime. And then there is a, a little bit spicy from the custard. And then, you know, there is a little bit salty from the... Uh, soy sauce ice cream. Do you believe soy sauce ice cream tastes like salted caramel? No. Try it. Try okay. a little bit of soy sauce in the cream. It oh. gives you the umami flavor. Oh my gosh. Don't put too much. Yeah. Just I use like soy, but you can just put a drop teaspoon of cream and try it. Okay. All right. I'll do that. Yeah. Just something different. Uh, you know, bring your mind outside the box. You can play with foods with all the flavors. So one of my favorite questions to ask our chefs is, can you share any kitchen disaster that you've come across in your career? Well, I was um, chef at a party in the fine dining restaurant before. Um, it's not me, but I found one of my komi putting a block of ice, I mean, a bucket of ice, just right beside deep fryer. That was a big hazard. Lucky that I saw that and actually reported her to my head chef. I mean, look, I'm not being nasty, but I don't want you to take this lightly. You know, this is a very serious. I need you yeah. to know. Then I reported to head chef as well and she got a warning, uh, but she didn't. I think she take it personally. So she sort of like being upset with me. But again, look, I'm telling her face to face as well before I report it. I say, Look, uh, as your senior, I have to tell you this is really serious case. I have to report you for this. I actually tell her that I'm going to report her. I think funny. Any kitchen disaster? All right. Um, I think this is a funny things about teaching in yeah. class. Yeah. Um, to me, <clears throat> to me, teaching it's about performance, right? It's not mm -hmm. just teaching strict. You have to do this. But I love to put jokes. I love to. Uh, give experience if they are actually entertained they learn better that's what i believe so sure. in australia i get to meet a lot of uh, different people like you know italian spanish french so i learned the language as well so one day i taught the kids on the modern italian cooking before i do the briefing i was like buongiorno everybody everybody's speaking italiano here and then everyone was like, no. And I was like, oh, mi chiamo Antonio Guni. 
sono italiano and blah 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 you know uh-huh. and they thought I, I was uh italian sure you know if you see me straight away my face is asian like right. you have the asian face yeah. and then if i do that in the adult class they're just like oh yeah right and i was like oh i know you guys have been wondering about my face this is more than italian <laughs> face and they just laugh right but we kids they know they doesn't know better right they mm-hmm. they just believe in it when i was teaching the class because why i tried to use the language because it's just to give you experience we are in italy we we learn italian cooking right even though i'm not italian but i've been mentored by italian uh, chef and i'm very confident since what i'm doing so i want you to have the experience in italy as well by trying to speak like italian this is what funny the kids actually asked me when i was halfway teaching and i was like uh-huh. chef are you born and raised in italy and i was just speechless i was just laughing and i went to the office and tell my colleagues you know what the kids just asked me are you born and raised in italy and everyone yeah. laughs see how pure kids are i know it's incredible as we move on is there any dish that you would take to a desert island like what would your favorite dish you couldn't live without it uh, i would say indonesian nasi padang so mm-hmm. it's a rice from one of the area it has gravy it has boom a flavor boom and that's what i've been missing when i was in australia I always think about that food. If yeah. I come to Indonesia, I want that. Does it have seafood or anything like that or what? They have a lot different seafood. They have meat or whatever. So it's like a rice and then you have choices of protein. Oh, okay. Got it. And then the gravy, yeah. of course, is the key. Correct. So as we say goodbye, do you have any special message for people around the world about cooking, becoming a chef or anything that you want to share? I would say about following your passion. So I used to teach college, right? There is a 55 years old asking me, am I too late for being a chef? I say, there's nothing too late, right? There is no words of being too late. But the only words is that, do you want to waste five more years doing what you don't like? So I always tell them, follow, follow, follow your dreams. Do what you enjoy. I'm very lucky. I get paid to do something that I love. You know, to be honest, if I do it for free, I'm happy. I want to do it. Look, I get paid for doing it. And it's really good advice. Most importantly, as as we wrap up, how do people find you? I know they can find you on Instagram. You have a website. You want to just share a little bit about how they could connect with you? They can connect with me in, in Instagram or my YouTube or even my uh, LinkedIn as well. And I'll have some of that information in our show notes. I'll also have... Um, Gunawan as a guest on our website where you can link to his social media as well. Gunawan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know that you're really busy and I just really appreciate connecting with you and having this conversation today. No, no, no. I'm the one who should thank you, Michael. Um, I really love this because I wish that I could inspire uh, more people because, you know, my goal, my ultimate goal is to be inspired by people who are inspired. That's a really great call. Thanks for joining us today. Follow us on Facebook. Find our website in the show notes. Subscribe on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen. Leave a comment with five stars and stay tuned for the next episode of Voice for Chefs. 